Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K, presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio, R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. Of course, always tweeting about the Broncos as they uh, get ready for the Oakland Raiders week two as they try to improve to 2-0. and oh. The Denver Broncos, of course, getting a win over the Seattle Seahawks. And, of course, you can find coverage of that all at MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com for all the written write-ups, the, the recaps, the previews of this coming weekend, uh, discussions, players quotes all that good stuff at milehighsports.com of course the broncos blitz podcast a daily podcast presented by tap 14 1920 blake street just a hop skip and a jump away from coors field 70 colorado beers on tap 100 colorado distilled spirits be sure to go on over there for not only saturdays uh and, and sundays for brunch 10 to 2 of course as they've just got tremendous food over there or maybe you want to down an adult beverage and check out that terrific rooftop view because the rooftop of course is the popular place this time of year with well it's, it's not too hot. It's not too cold. It's just right as that rooftop, a popular place right now at Tap 14. Be sure to check it out over there. Tap 14 on the web. Tap14.com. Spell out the word for me. Tap14.com. Now, Tuesdays on the podcast, what we're going to do is uh, we started this last week. We call this Fan Tuesdays, where your tweets, your reaction, your uh, responses essentially power the podcast. As I want to hear from you, so you can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. Follow Mile High Sports at Mile High Sports. Well, we can, we'll get your reaction as far as um, the the AFC West. We we saw Week One. We we finally got a taste of regular season play. From all the teams, and of course, uh, the Oakland Raiders last night uh, playing in, in Monday Night Football, and we'll talk about them in a little bit. Uh, Kansas City, how they did, and the Los Angeles Chargers as well, too, and uh, kind of tied in with how it goes with the Denver Broncos. Now, of course, the Broncos, they will host Oakland this week, so we'll start with Oakland, and I threw out a poll. Uh, which team in the AFC West scares you the most and why, as well as with the Oakland Raiders coming to town on a scale of one to 10, where are you on this game? Are you scared at all? Is it something that uh, is really worrying you? And on Twitter for fan Tuesdays, uh, Greg Atkins says a 0. 0.5, <laughs> a 0.5 is the Oakland Raiders. Of course, lost last night to the LA Rams. Now, of course the Rams are a good team, uh, a very good team. Some would say they are a super team. Of course, they have uh, put together a heck of a defense over there in L.A., and, uh, well, the Raiders really felt that as they lost 33-13. to Derek Carr just did not look good in this game. He didn't stand well in the pocket, threw three interceptions, did not throw a touchdown pass. Uh, by the way, Khalil Mack, the man they traded out of Oakland with a pick six on Sunday night, has more touchdowns than Derek Carr. 
after week one. Kind of a one of those weird, interesting stats. Uh, Oakland on the ground certainly was impactful early with uh, Marshawn Lynch, but he actually ended up finishing 11-41 for an average that was under four. He had, of course, that first touchdown run, which really got everybody's eyes opening because they were like, oh my gosh, that is just a monstrous run from uh, beast mode, as they like to call him over there in Oakland. And uh, you know what? This is a team that is is going to, if they can run the football, they will just continually feed Marshawn Lynch, and that certainly will be a a factor as we get closer to the Broncos Raiders um, and how that game plays out. But again, on a scale of one to ten, how worried of you are of the Oakland Raiders on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio is where you can follow me. Broncos expert on Twitter says I'm more worried about even being able to see the game. Because of Hurricane Florence, well, I tell you what, Broncos expert, uh, stay safe, brother. Because, of course, uh, Florence, Hurricane Florence over there near the Carolinas is really coming in strong. And um, it is going to drop a lot of rain and a lot of flooding. So, obviously, we are uh, sending our thoughts to those friends and uh, folks over there on the East Coast. Uh, looking around the AFC West, uh, because, look, look, let's face it, I, I, and I said this in previous podcasts coming into the season. I just don't buy Oakland immediately out of the gate. This this just doesn't look like a team that, uh, I'll say this, this looks like a team that threw in the white flag when Khalil Mack was traded because I don't know why you make that move to trade Khalil Mack if you are really going to be serious about contending in this division. So uh, this is a team I think that is going to go through growing pains when it comes to their uh, new head coach in John Gruden, uh, somebody who traded away arguably their best punter in the league and the best pass rusher in the league in Khalil Mack and, and Marquette King. And and Tris trying to plug in offensive weapons like Jordy Nelson, I, I just don't think doesn't get the job done. This is an offensive line for Oakland that is not very good. Uh, you can make a strong argument that Donald Penn is really the, kind of their most experienced best lineman, and that's a... That's not a good thing if you are the Oakland Raiders because that's uh, certainly a, a Hudson and Jackson, nothing to shake a stick at. Certainly something Denver should be able to make an impact on this coming Sunday. Uh, but looking around the rest of the AFC West and how they did, of course, the one team that really jumped out to everybody was the San Diego, or, uh, uh, excuse me, the, not the San Diego. They're not even in San Diego. Uh, was the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, who, of course, shined against the L.A. Chargers because, uh, well, he just made plays over and over and over again. Now, it does help when you can throw the football to a guy named Tyreek Hill, who uh, really just went bonkers in this game. I think he had like 500 billion yards from total scrimmage. I mean, it was just an incredible performance for Hill. He scored three touchdowns in the game, but Mahomes did very well, 15-27 for uh, 250-plus, four TDs, and a guy who did stand in the pocket and did uh, face the pressure. Now, Kansas City getting off to an early lead definitely helped with, of course, Tyreek Hill returning that punt, and then you see that long hookup from Mahomes to Hill, I think it was a 58-yard touchdown pass. And and that's where, you know, KC is so deadly is they could just strike from any part of the field and any part of the offense. I mean, you know, and I know Tyreek Hill steals a lot of the headlines, but you talk about touchdowns from uh, DeAnthony Thomas. Uh, you talk about touchdowns from Anthony Sherman, their fullback, 
was even involved. And that's where I think Kansas City is so deadly, and I think that's where everybody is certainly looking when it comes to the team that worries them the most when it comes to Bronco fans in the AFC West. The poll is up on uh, my Twitter account, at Ronnie K Radio, where I am asking, uh, what team scares you the most? And your number one response is those Kansas City Chiefs with 60% of the vote as it stands right now. And uh, number two answer is actually none. Nobody. As uh, that's getting 22% of the vote right now, the third number third right now is the L.A. Chargers, and number four is Oakland. And, of course, it just seems everybody is very, very low on Oakland right now. And I think Oakland will be a six-win team this year, but I just don't know if they're going to win that much more. So Kansas City obviously stands as the the... I think the number one team to watch if you're a Broncos fan when you were scoreboard watching on Sundays, and of course Kansas City will be taking on the Steelers this week, and they'll have the morning game on CBS, so it will be Kansas City at Pittsburgh, and of course Denver matches up against KC in Denver week four, so that first shot at KC is coming quite soon should be noted Denver also plays Kansas City in that first half of the season in week eight Uh, so it will not be a December trip to Arrowhead for Denver which definitely benefits them at least uh, as the Kansas City will host Denver on the 28th of October Uh, getting to your responses on Twitter again at Ronnie K radio Dethoid on Twitter says the Chiefs are probably the most complete despite the lack of experience at quarterback. They scare me the most. And, you know, coming into this year, I I definitely felt Kansas City was the team to watch that was next to Denver as far as running for the division. But that was under the understanding that it was going to take a little bit for Patrick Mahomes to kind of get his feet wet and and grasp the quarterback position and learning defenses. And look, certainly week one, look, we saw last year, Kansas City jumped out to a, an incredible start to the season when they throttled the New England Patriots. You remember what happened then? And then, of course, they kind of died off towards the middle of the year. And, and certainly they'd made no noise in the postseason. So we shouldn't overreact for a week one win or loss, despite how it happens. And I think last year was certainly proof when Casey beat New England. But boy, did Patrick Mahomes look good. He certainly looked good, and he certainly looked like somebody who was not a a deer-in-the-headlights, inexperienced rookie quarterback, and he looks like a playmaker. And that should definitely worry Denver because I think those kind of quarterbacks are going to be quarterbacks that are going to hang with Denver. And we saw this this previous week. Russell Wilson, a playmaker, somebody who can move the pocket a little bit. Not technically run, but, but a mobile, scrambling quarterback who can move the pocket Uh, dodge a defender and wait for those wide receivers to extend the play and and certainly uh, get wide open. And and when you have so much speed in a guy like Tyreek Hill and even uh, Anthony Thomas, I mean, those are guys who can certainly outrun your second, third cornerbacks and maybe even some of the top flight cornerbacks in the league. I mean, I know Chris Harris Jr., a great cover corner, but he's going to have his hands full as the, the Kansas City Chiefs just move guys around. And let's remember, Kareem Hunt really made not much of an impact in that game when KC beat the Chargers. I mean, Kareem Hunt, he only rushed for a 3.1 average. And and yet we're still talking about this Kansas City offense that absolutely lit it up in the game. So certainly it is going to be a, a major test come week four. And Kansas City is probably the team to watch when it comes to 
the Denver Broncos and their opportunities at a division. Dan on Twitter says, while I think the Chargers are the most balanced, the big playability for KC can swing a game in an instant. You can play them well for three and a half quarters and still get burned by a couple long TDs that change the outcome of the game. And that's that's where I think you're going to you really going to have to be tested against KC. And Dan brings up a great point is the fact that they are such a quick strike deadly team where you could be leading into the fourth quarter and very much have, quote, control of the game. And then all of a sudden, here's a long touchdown to Tyreek Hill. Three and out on offense. Here's a punt return from the Kansas City Chiefs because they have multiple deadly returners. So you have to be on your toes for all four quarters. And it is going to be uh, something that will test other teams. So Kansas City certainly a dangerous team. Uh, Jeff Marlowe says, uh, agree the secondary is going to get tested. Let's not forget Kelsey. And again, I mean, this is a Kansas City Chiefs team that we were talking about that made such an impact. Travis Kelsey, he caught one pass. He caught one pass, and yet many believe Travis Kelsey the best tight end in the league. So uh, I think it's, it is pretty clear Kansas City is the cream of the crop when it comes to what Denver is going to be going up against here in the division with potentially the L.A. Chargers number two and then the Oakland Raiders number three. And I've said this in previous podcasts. I very much think it is a two-horse race in the AFC West between Kansas City and Denver with those head-to-head matchups being big swayers in the division. I think these are two teams that are going to finish, if not tied, potentially a game away from each other in the AFC West this year with the Raiders and the Chargers filling up that third and fourth spot in the division. So it will be interesting. It's a Fan Tuesday podcast from the Broncos Blitz podcast. Of course, a daily podcast you can find at milehighsports.com. That's where coverage of the Broncos is all over that website. And and two pieces in particular that I want you to read at milehighsports.com because today is a... a, 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 It's a tough day. Um... Because today is September 11, uh, and and it's 17 years past the the horrific tragedy days of uh, 9/11, 2001, um, and there are two pieces in particular written by two of our writers, uh, Doug Audible, one of them, talking about the power of sports and and one man's memory of September 11, um, and also a piece about how the Broncos game potentially could have saved lives on 9-11. So there are two pieces on milehighsports.com that I, I strongly encourage you to read. And I don't mean to get serious here for, for a quick second, but you know, uh, I, I do want to point out and thank so much the uh, first responders and those who are in the military and those who uh, have fought for our country, whether it be uh, previously, current, um, those who may have lost their lives doing this. I mean, I, I'm just a podcast host and I'm just a writer, at, you know, for a sports outlet. I mean, I, I you know, when you really think of it, I'm just gonna, just a completely useless uh, talking head. Uh, and there is nothing that I could say that could ever repay the efforts of some of those who have literally ran to danger to make sure that I am safe. And I can't say thanks enough. And there's really nothing I could say that it could ever uh, equate and repay those who do that. Um, so we are so, so thankful. And, you know, of course, to, on a day like today, a lot of people share memories um, of where they were and, and what they were doing and uh, such a horrific day. And, and it's funny because I don't remember anything from 2001. I don't remember my birthday. I don't remember what I did uh, of note during the summer. Um 
But I, that day on 9-11, I remember vividly being downstairs studying advanced math. Uh, I, was a, I was homeschooled, for, for those who don't know. Um, so I did all my studying in the basement. And uh, my mom yelling for me to turn on the TV, turn on the TV. You need to see this. And uh, it was around, I think it was 8, some, some into the realm of like 8.30 our time or, or whatever the case. I think that would, yeah, would have been correct. Uh, and the first tower, obviously, had already been hidden. And um, I, 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 and and I, I want to say it this way. I, I don't. It's it's tough to find words for for certain events like this because it was just such a horrifying situation that was unfolding right in front of our eyes. And in a way, I, I'm glad I at least understood what was happening at the time. I was uh, I was only ten years old, but I still understood of what was happening at the time and how horrifying and, and just, just awful the situation that was playing out in New York from the first tower being hit to the second tower being hit to them falling. And, um, and again, I, I can't, there, there are no words that come to you in a moment like that because it's just, you don't even know what's happening. You don't know what's coming next. You don't know what's what's about to uh, you know happen to uh, the American people, and and you know is there more coming? I mean, there's there's so much uh, fear, but also with that, I think there is a lot of resiliency in the American people, and there's a lot of bounce back, and there can be things taken from that horrific event and turned into positives because that's what we do as Americans. That's what we do. We are resilient and we are strong and, and we have bounced back from such a horrific tragedy. And uh, again, I, I express my sincere condolences and, and prayers and um, to those who are, you know, were involved in the tragedy in some way. I mean, whether it be past, uh, present, um, you know, I, mean, I, I still know some individuals who uh, were first responders in that event and, and knowing reading these stories of them running into danger and thankfully they made it out. But of course there was so much going on. There was a lot of chaos. There was uh, toxic chemicals in the air and now they're getting, you know, cancer and all these diseases and everything like that's burning off that. So, uh, you know, we want to think about, think about them too and think about their families. And, um, you know, it, it was just a, a horrific day. And, and, um, you know, it, certainly on a day like today, we, we remember those who we lost, um, but we also want to highlight and honor those who um, ran to danger while everybody else, you know, ran away. Um, those first responders can't be thanked enough. And uh, certainly, again, there's there's nothing I could say. Um, and that goes for everybody in the military. That goes for um, those who work in, uh, you know, law enforcement, those goes to um, firefighters and everybody who who runs to danger to protect me um, I can't thank you enough and there are, there are no words that I could say that that could ever validate um, you know I'm just again I'm just a useless podcaster and writer for a sports outlet covering Denver sports uh, I, I'm pretty insignificant uh, to the world when it comes to these people so uh, I thank you so much so again I, I strongly recommend that you, you go on over to my life sports and check out some of these uh, articles and and uh, how you know world history and it ties in with with uh, sports here in Colorado but it is a Broncos podcast and and I try to stay entertaining and I mean to get uh, serious for a second but certainly 
um, you know, we, we want to remember those people and highlight those who deserve that, that highlight, uh, those first responders who ran to danger to make sure we were all safe. This is the Broncos Blitz Podcast, of course, presented by Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field, and our friends at Pro Football Focus. Be sure to check them out at profootballfocus.com. It's a Fan Tuesday podcast. Um, we'll try to try to get back to sports here um, and, and talk a little bit about what's going on on social media, because, Ann, your responses on social media really power this podcast on Tuesdays. And for this podcast, you know, our big question today was, which team in the AFC West scares you the most and why we've been talking about the Oakland Raiders, the the L.A. Chargers, Kansas City, and it appears that the Chiefs are the number one team that really appears to be the the enemy number one per se in the AFC West. Some responses from Twitter. Steve on Twitter says the Chargers for the following reasons: best QB in the division, defensive depth, secondary, offensive line, wide receiver corps. They're a very good team if they stay healthy. Also, might want to avoid the slow start that hurt them last year. I just, every year, every year, we talk about the Chargers. Or at least other people talk about the Chargers. I certainly don't. Every year people talk about the Chargers about being this talented team and they're going to win the division. They're a a dark horse for a Super Bowl. All these cliches we throw around the Chargers. And I just keep thinking to myself, when is it ever going to happen? Um. Who was it? It was Bill Parcells, I think, that said, you are what your record says you are, something like that. I just, I, I don't particularly look at the Chargers team, and I don't see anything special here. I really don't. And, and maybe somebody can interact with me on Twitter and explain to me why the Chargers are this significantly improved team that is, should be a dark horse for the Super Bowl every single year. Um, Phillip Rivers has always been, in my eyes, somebody who is a volume guy, who throws the ball 50 times a game, and he did that last Sunday, 51, who racks up big yardage, is a fairly accurate guy, is a good quarterback, but I just don't see you winning or getting to a Super Bowl with a guy like Phillip Rivers. I've never found the running attack to be that special. I, I, I don't think Melvin Gordon is a special running back. I think he's a good one by all means, but I don't think he's a special one, and certainly, obviously, you've got to stay healthy. Uh, Keenan Allen, uh, I don't look at as somebody who's who's truly an explosive, uh, game-changing wide receiver, as opposed to the guy they lined up to last week um, against Kansas City in Tyreek Hill. That's a special talent. That's a guy who, who absolutely is game-breaking and, and can certainly hurt you in many, many ways. Antonio Gates is fair, well past his prime, an offensive line that is still in flux and is certainly needs improvement, a defense that doesn't have Joey Bosa right now, and even when has Joey Bosa, uh, do you really look at the Los Angeles Chargers defense and say, man, oh my gosh, they strike fear in my eyes? I really don't. I mean, this is... A, a, Chargers team that's got some nice pieces. I mean, certainly a good secondary and Casey Hayward, and I really like their rookie, uh, uh, Derwin James. But I just, I, I, I look at the the Chargers and I'm like, they're, they're an okay team. Okay team. I'll, I don't think they're tremendous. I think they're worth six, seven wins. I don't certainly think they're going to win the division. So I, I just, I, I'm still waiting to find out where everybody is looking at the Chargers team and you're saying, oh my God, like they're, the best team in the division. So I disagree, Steve, but uh, certainly, obviously, uh, we appreciate your response on Twitter. Uh, Mr. Chang on Twitter says, have you seen Tyreek Hill? Question mark. Uh, Chang, yes, I have. <laughs> He's scary. 
I really love, uh, he's a real good player. Um, and he is going to be a big time threat. He's going to be one of those X factors. I think that is a part of why or why the, why not the Kansas city chiefs win the division. I mean, this Tyree kill guy is absolutely explosive. And I think Von Miller is going to be a guy too, that, that really acts that way as well as case Keenum, because again, the Broncos were looking for one thing and one thing in particular was a competent quarterback, and they may have found it in Case Keenum. So an AFC West set is going to be just wild all year long, and certainly, obviously, uh, you know, as we've talked about previously in the podcast and in what looks like after week one, it's probably a two-horse race. It'll be Denver and Kansas City. We'll see if any of those other two, whether it be the Chargers or the Raiders, can kind of sneak in and, and do some damage. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast. Be sure. Check it out at milehighsports.com, where we have previous archives of the Broncos Blitz podcast. It's, of course, a daily podcast, and I have to thank you so much for listening because this podcast has grown so much over the last couple, uh, well, last couple months, and, of course, now with the Broncos in season. I mean, there is just uh, so much popularity, and, and I've gotten so many messages of, um, you know, encouragement, and I thank you so much because this this podcast doesn't work without you. It really doesn't. Um, I'm talking in an empty room, basically. <laughs> you could certify me a crazy man if uh, you know you don't listen to this podcast. So I, I thank you so much and coming back every single week and interacting on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R O N N I E the letter K Radio on Twitter and, of course, at Mile High Sports, milehighsports.com, where we have written content of the Broncos. Uh, thank you so much for reading my stuff, listening to my stuff, um, because it, it's greatly appreciated, and, and I thank you so much for the words of encouragement. So uh, be sure to check it out at milehighsports.com, and, of course, thank our, thanks our, to our friends at Pro Football Focus, PFF. they got all kinds of great stuff, great tidbits, great deep analytics, and, of course, if you are a fantasy nut, weekly projections, of course, start this guy, start that guy. You rack your brain for, like, well, six of the seven days, and then it gets to Sunday morning, and it's, like, 10.30, and you're, like, not sure – eliminate all that go to our friends at profootballfocus.com use a promo code pod 20 that's pod 20 for 20 percent off your elite or edge memberships pod 20 20 percent off your elite or edge memberships i guarantee you ain't gonna regret it it's a great subscription strongly recommend you do it over there at pro football focus pod 20 for 20 percent off your elite or edge memberships and of course go to mileisports.com for free content free 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 it's all free over there at MyLifeSports.com where you can check out stuff on the Broncos and all the sports. Maybe you're a, a dual sport fan. Go check out what's going on over there with the Rockies. Of course, with the Avalanche and the Nuggets season coming up too. We got it all. Denver sports, including the Broncos, at MyLifeSports.com. That's MyLifeSports.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.